0: This is an ABC podcast. For copyright reasons, the music has been edited. To hear the full tracks, listen to The J Files, Thursday nights on Double J. Or head to doublej.net.au and click on the track list at the bottom of each episode. Hey, it's Kaz Tran here. Welcome to The J-Files, the podcast for people who love music. Each episode is like a quick music history lesson. We pick a different artist or band, we look at some of the most important moments in their career, and we celebrate their impact on music, all in less than 30 minutes. We also give you access to the Double J and Triple J archives, which are packed full of iconic interviews. And today, I've got something a little different for you.
1: I knew it was a good song. I'm not saying I knew it will become such a a massive hit, but I knew something was happening, you know, and uh, I told them, guys, I want you in my office tomorrow. I'm launching a new label, and I want you to be part of it.
0: That's the voice of Pedro Winter, a.k.a. Busy P, the man behind French record label Ed Banger Records, and the guy who managed a little group called Daft Punk to superstar success. I caught up with Pedro Winter for a really great chat about the label he founded and some of the superstar artists he's worked with, one of which is a duo by the name of Justice who burst onto the scene in the early 2000s. During my chat with Pedro, we covered a lot of great territory and you'll be hearing about it all on this episode. To get a sense of the big musical brain behind it all, we kicked off with some of Pedro's early musical influences and what he grew up listening to.
1: Uh, I was lucky because uh, I had an older brother, which he he, he was four years older than me. So when you're the little brother, you're you're kind of um, obeying to your brother's choice. Luckily, my brother was really like open mind from Led Zeppelin to The Cure to uh, Pink Floyd and to Metallica. My high, wish
0: he played
1: Always me all those uh, genres. And, um, and I think I, I was educated with like a, a very large range of, of, of music. So it wasn't like a, a strict education uh, where you listen only to reggae or hip hop or whatever. And, uh, and I think this, um, open-minded, uh, education, musical education really, uh, set my mind and my ears. And, um, and after, of course, I discovered skateboarding in the, like, uh, 1989 which was like a, a a very important moment for skateboarding because it was the beginning of uh, of the of the of this culture and um, those two elements music and skateboard definitely uh, made who i am today uh, uh, open mind uh, taking risk uh, m- meeting uh, all kind of people, you know, like uh, not being again in a one style of education, but uh, you know more like uh, meet uh, you know the the, the the kids in the streets, and um, that's uh, that was a pretty good uh, school of life.
0: Wonderful. Uh, was there a particular kind of music that, that skater kids gravitated towards as well? Was there <laughs> California punk bands there and Swedish punk yeah. bands Hello. and?
1: No no that's that's a good point you know like because of course uh, skate skate uh, skate music is always affiliated to punk rock you know uh, uh, dinosaur junior bad brains uh, stuff like that because we were reading we are in in France our window to skateboard was through a magazine which was called a trashier magazine and in those pages they had like music uh, pages and of course it was definitely uh, rock and punk orientated but uh, as I said, you know, skate, sk- skateboard culture is a reflection of the use of today. And at the time, um, you know, like a, uh, you could be a rich guy or a poor guy or whatever, uh, and you bring your own influences. And this mix of kids made us discover different stuff. So, of course, at the, be- the beginning, I was definitely like a metalhead uh, playing Slayer and very uh, uh, heavy, heavy noises. And slowly and slowly, and with the you know, of course, the ni- the 90s and the big boom of uh, hip hop, uh, you know Wu Tang, uh, uh, Puff Daddy, or whatever, Mob Deep, um, Gangstar, all this uh, stuff, and of course the the, the rap come from California with uh, Tupac and Dr Dre and Snoop. All those influences get mixed together, and you could be in a crew of skateboarders, one being like a Slayer head, one listening to hip hop, and this weird guy uh, telling you oh there is this music called techno you should come to a rave and this guy took us in 1992 to our first rave and i went to my first rave and i became in love with electronic music through skateboarding again so that's 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 a, a good um, again uh, the mixing genres and mixing people is uh, for me the, the the key of a successful successful uh, and happy life
0: Oh, wonderful. Uh, when rave, um, you know, was blowing up in the UK as well, I think it was like the rave culture in late 80s and, and 90s as well. You know, there was a lot of politicians and police who were very worried <laughs> and would shut yes. them down. Uh, what, what was the feeling in, in Paris and in France when
1: rave? Exa- exac- ex- exactly the same. And exactly as you said, you know, uh, UK was a bit ahead of its time. And us, friends, you know, as little cousin of uh, uh, England, because we are really close to 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 them, we 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 witnessed this, and we were like, wow, uh, the, the government in the in the UK is shutting down uh, parties. Uh, um, they are saying this music is evil. What what's going on? And in France, it's it's it was exactly the same. You know, like uh, raves at the beginning uh, were not uh, really welcome. You know, I think the government and politicians were scared of a new movement run by kids, uh, run by freedom, uh, of course, surrounded by a lot of uh, uh, stories of drugs or whatever, which was true, you know, because it it was part of of this whole whole, uh, culture. But it it, it wasn't only about that, you know, it wasn't only about kids getting drugs or uh, it was definitely like uh, the birth of a culture. And uh, sadly, you know, we are like tw- we are thirty years later in France, and uh, parties are still shut down. Um, uh, of course, electronic music uh, has become like commercial. Has been uh, is now a, 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 a culture that is uh, renowned uh, everywhere in the world. Um, Daft Punk did a, a brilliant job by, you know, like uh, sharing uh, this culture to 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 the to the mass um but uh, it's still the electronic music it's, it's still uh, 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 a, a place a, a place of culture and freedom that can still um, annoy some uh, some politicians but things are moving on
0: yeah but it, yeah there, there is still a kind of a paranoia and <laughs> suspicion around
1: always yeah <laughs> exactly
0: so what was the music scene like the french music scene you know in in those late 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, can you give us a, a picture of who was around, what type of artists, you know, that, that were really sort of capturing the spirit of, of uh, French music at the time?
1: Yeah, we, we have to, 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 to show respect to Laurent Garnier. Laurent Garnier is, um, is really the godfather of uh, electronic music. Uh, he's a French DJ. Uh, luckily for him, he did a bit of his study, study in the UK, so he really took, you know, the the, the UK uh, rave scene in in the face. He even DJ at the Hacienda in Manchester, mm. um, and uh, he, he brought all the, those influence to, to to France and starting to play in the in the gay club in Paris and spread house music here and there. Then he, he worked in a record store, and uh, slowly and slowly around him uh, a scene was created. Of course, you probably heard about Saint Germain. Yes. Um, uh who, in, who influence uh from jazz and mix with electronic music uh really touch uh, uh, everybody on a more dense floor side of course uh, Daft punk Dimitri from Paris uh, cassius uh, Bob Sinclair, uh all those names you know like uh, uh, really um, give the attention uh, of the world to to, to, to the uh, to France because It it was those guys, those French artists, they were uh, making the the world dance. And um, we were more used to dance on uh, uh, American disco or American funk uh, rather than French electro. And um, and during during ten years, uh, definitely Daft Punk and Cassius and and all the French Dutch artists really run uh, the, the, the the dance floor of the world and uh, that was a really interesting thing. and uh, in a way of course they help French uh, shine but they also really help electronic music in the world to spread and 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 grow up and it's funny you know because of course we have we are big fans of uh, American you know like um, Detroit or Chicago or New York house music but it's funny because um Years later, um, uh, the American, some of the American uh, uh, kids discover electronic music through French electronic music. So it's it's a cycle (laughs) thing. And we were telling them this music is coming from you, not from us. And uh, it's uh, and then, you know, of course, uh, EDM uh, arrived and now it's a big 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 um, music business uh, thing uh, which we can't complain you know me I, you know like sometimes people are trying to uh, disconnect you know like uh, e- the scene you know EDM underground or whatever and I think today we, we should all walk together end to end and um, because at the end you know it's, it's good for electronic music to be um, uh, mainstream uh, spread and share with the world you know. excites me it is that it was run by kids from my age, you know, like your generation, So it we, yeah. my generation. So it was really something I wanted to be part of. Yeah. And slowly and slowly from the dance floor, I wanted to be behind the DJ booth and I started to organize my own party. And then I wanted to DJ. So I started to DJ in 1995. And then slowly and slowly, you know, like I, I bought my first sampler, my first uh, drum machine trying to, to, to make music. It's, it's it's this culture, you know, you have to embrace it. You have to buy records. You have to to buy turntables. You have to program beats to understand it, you know, to, to and to live it and, and love it.
0: Yeah, and you need to do those live shows so you can read the audience and see what they respond to.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Um, and slowly, the next step was to start your own record label, although that that kind of was by accident, wasn't it, from the story that I hear? Can you tell us about Ed Banger Records? How did...
1: Yeah, definitely. So ju- and just, I know we, we, it's, it's a very long chapter, but uh, uh, when I told you I was starting to make my own parties, we are in 1995, 1996. And of course, during 1996 till uh, 2008, uh, I, I was with Daft Punk and yes. um, d- d- this period of time, uh, I learned all uh, I know today. I met all the people in the world and, and it was the best time of my life. And then, of course, 2003, uh, completely by accident, I decided to launch my, lab- my label. I was still working with Daft Punk at the time, but I had some free time because Thomas and Giman they were... Uh, in studio uh, recording uh, their third album Human After All yep. and I decided on my uh, free time to launch my label at Banger, uh, completely out of nowhere uh, I, 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 I don't have a, a real reason I mean uh, <laughs> it, it happens like that I, I, I met a guy he played me some music and uh, he wanted me to be his manager and at the time uh, I was busy enough with Daft Punk and I said no no I'm not going to manage you but let, let's why why uh, uh, we are not uh, releasing your your music and I, and I launched your records
0: because of his song
1: because of his sound and uh, and probably inside of me I wanted also to create my own uh, uh, little project I was very happy with Daft Punk you know again it's it's I owe them so much mm. and um it it was really a, a very important uh, music moment in my life but I felt I wanted also to create my thing maybe to prove me or prove them something and um and today you know the, the, the Ed Banger record is 18 years old and uh, I'm proud of what we've done and I'm very of course happy when Thomas and Giman. Uh, of Daft Punk are telling me that they, 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 they really uh, uh, encourage me and they are really blown away by by the, the work we did with Ed Banger. So I think I did uh, that morning when I woke up and I said, oh, let's do a label. It was a, a, a good idea.
0: <laughs> and that artist who came in, who prompted you to want to release and start up your own label, that was Mr Flash, right?
1: Exactly, Mr. Flash uh, and the, the, the fun fact is, is that at the time, you know, so we are in 2003, of course everybody wants like a new Daft Punk or wants like, you know, really French disco house music and all the major companies at the time, they were singing uh, Mojo, uh, Superman Lovers, uh, you know, like uh, stuff like that and uh, we, 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 I decided to, to start the label with something completely the opposite uh, which is more like a hip hop beat, uh, very dark, not for the dance floor. Something more like, uh, you know, like one of my favorite producers is uh, an American producer called DJ Shadow, uh, and, uh, and 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 this record we released was kind of a homage to 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 to, to, to DJ Shadow, and this is how I I've, see, I've seen it, you know, like something like I wanted, like a, it could be the perfect. I think it was the best introduction. You know, like the, when the opening credit of a movie and we had, we had this record is the best opening credit for, for the launch of Ed Banger. Oh,
0: Mr. Flash. And that was uh, Radar Rider, wasn't it?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's very down tempo, hip hop instrumental track with some guitar kind of noodling away yeah. in there. Um, yeah, it does feel like you know a dark place, but very evocative at the same time as well. Yes, yes. So, uh, a great record and something very different to start off your Ed Ed Banger legacy with, really.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but the the, the 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 good the good thing in this story now we, we look uh, back at it. It's uh, Mister Flash was the first one, and then the second one was Justice versus Simian. Uh, we are your friends. So quickly, uh, I think we 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 put you know the the the, the, the foundation of the label and. Uh, and, and this is why we get attention uh, so fast.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, because you followed up one banger with another banger, um, which was Gaspard and Xavier from Justice. Can you tell me the story about how, you know, you first met them and, you know, when when you knew you had to sign them and work with them? Uh,
1: so I met them in 2003 or 2002, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I met them in 2002, in fact. Uh, Xavier and Gaspard, they were um, uh, two kids uh just out of school uh from a graphic design school they are both uh, graphic designers very talented and uh, they were making to 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 get some money for the, they they were making flyers uh, of parties and stuff like that and um, and they, they they met in a party and one day they they started to make music in Gaspar's bedroom uh, at his parents apartment and uh, they tried to to make a contest uh, at the time, this indie band called Simian launched a contest in France. Uh, they gave the stems of their track "Never Be Alone" and they asked, "Like, okay, let's let's do a, a remix contest." Bad news for Justice; they lost the contest. <laughs> uh, but good news for them: I met them a few weeks after, and uh, we we had a dinner together. Uh, they, I, I, they they invite some common friends to a dinner. And it was like a, a, a raclette party, which is like a cheese, a very French uh, food, uh, dinner, where we, we put uh, cheese under like a hot place, yeah. and the cheese is melting, and you're eating this, and you and you and you live forever because it's the best thing of your life. <laughs> and uh, so I can I kind of squeeze in this dinner because I wasn't invited uh, at the beginning. Oh. Uh, we had a delicious dinner, and at the end the kind of a bit shy, like they came to me, oh, Pedro, we know who you are. We would love to play you some of our music. Me, with my full belly and happy <laughs> man, uh, I was, I went to their uh, to Gaspar's bedroom and they play me from like a shitty computer, uh, their remix of Never Be Alone. And I'm not lying. Uh, the, the minute I listened to the song, uh, uh, I knew it was a good song. I'm not saying I knew it will become such a, a massive hit, but I knew something was happening, uh, and um, uh, r- r- rather than just watching uh, the the magic, I kind of capture it, you know. And uh, I told them, guys, uh, I want you in my office tomorrow. I'm launching a new label, and I want you to be part of it. Wow! So they came to the they came to the office the next day, uh, and we signed a, a one page contract. Uh, something was really happening, you know, I felt, you know, I, I, I could trust, um, Xavier and Gaspar. Uh, I knew they, 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 felt also they could trust me as an old, as a big brother. And, um, and it's been, you know, like, um, almost 20 years we are together now. And, uh, and, 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 and this relationship is, is, uh, is the best thing that happened to my life again, you know, like, um, uh, I, I don't like to compare, you know, the Daft Punk and Justice uh, yeah. uh, uh, chapter because, of course, they are completely different. The, we, the, the, the common point is me because I am in the middle, but um, the, 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 the relationship I have uh, with uh, Justice is, is unique and uh, filled with uh, trust, uh, love, tears and beers. <laughs> and um, and, and, and we had so... And she and cheese thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. exactly Yeah, um, but um, uh, yeah I knew I knew something was happening so they came to the office we sang a, a, a shitty paper on my desk and since then we we decided not to to we decided to, to stay together forever. Please.
0: Do you remember, you know how, how quickly it was a crazy time when um, you know Justice dropped those albums, you know the first ones. Can you remember, you know, when things were really taking off for the label and you know particularly with Justice?
1: Yeah, so now we're like when we released the song, it was two thousand three, and it took like maybe two or three years, you know, for the label to get reconnection, uh, Justice to to, to 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 get invited and booked all around the world and uh, and uh, and i have to to share something with you especially because we are speaking to our uh, australian uh, cousins uh, australia was really uh, a very important uh, step for justice in, in justice career because re- very quickly very early in fact uh, uh the you know the for example to be booked uh, at big day out was so big for, for us you know like when we received this offer from our agent uh we were we were blown away. Like what? The justice are going to fly all over through Australia to play uh, a big day out or Park Life, you know, all yeah. those amazing uh, uh, festivals for us. It was a big deal, and uh, and uh, and the love you know uh, Justice uh, received from uh, uh, from from Australia was very very uh, uh, intense and. Um, and I and I think you know like I'm I'm not shy to say that but the really the early adopters like the really the, the early fans uh, they, they they were Australia before you know like Justice became famous in the U.S. or wherever uh, something really happened um, uh, you know during those uh, Park Life uh, years. <laughs>
0: You've been involved with so many talented artists, all of them with quite different sounds. You know, if you're talking about Sebastian or, you know, um, Justice, Cassius, Uffy, Uh what really makes an artist stand out to you? I know it's a difficult thing to to really put to words
1: um,
0: because, well, it's, you know.
1: It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, of course it's art, but uh, uh, it, it will not surprise anyone. Uh, music first, of course, you know, uh, it's not a... Uh, um, a surprise! Uh, I have to be blown away by the music.
0: What uh, about the music? Uh, what What is it about the music that you that you hear that triggers something for you? Uh,
1: the, I believe, and maybe I'm, I'm naive, but I believe what we manage to do with all the artists you mentioned. But you, you forgot also a, a recent a Breakboat or recently Mid. Of course, I think we manage. We manage to to mix like uh happy energy of you know like uh french disco you know like to to make people dance and smile and be happy but at the same time there is something more deep uh melodic um, uh, something more uh, uh part of the uh, sensibility um and uh, and and it's not only a one layer um, uh, let's say like a, it's not a one layer uh music you know there is definitely something more deep mm. with emotions um, and this is maybe what makes uh, our music different from uh, 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 average uh, dance uh, songs you know um, and so that's the music side part but also uh, people know about us because of our uh, involvement and attention in the way we represent the music so the videos the artwork uh, the, 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 the stage on, on uh, the, the shows on stage, uh, we put as much energy in the studio recording the music as making the artwork, making the videos and and the design of it. You know, and um, and and I think people are attached to, to this savoir faire, and uh, for us it's uh, very uh, very important. I'm, I'm very uh, happy of, uh, you know, what we did. um, uh, And, uh, and, and, and in fact, it's, it's weird because it's, uh, because now I'm going to start the sad moments, but because they are part of our uh, life and our label, losing DJ Medi in uh, 2011 Mm. and losing Philippe Star of Cassius uh, two years ago. Yes. uh, uh, it's definitely there are definitely key moments you know in our in our personal life, but also in the label life, and we we came across those uh, moments together. And this is the thing that uh, uh, me I'm not trying to be the best label in the world or whatever. But what makes me happy year after year is that we realize we are all still together. With of course we as I said we we lost uh, some. Uh, uh, friends, but, you know, the, 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 the art of the label is, is still together and we're going through this, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, again together and, uh, it's, uh, it's again, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very special and the legacy, you know, like the music DJ Medi uh, gave us the energy, you know, Philips Dar was putting into, into, into the label, uh, are, are so strong that they are giving me energy for the rest of my life. And this is why I want, of course, I want to continue, you know, like, uh, when Meji left, uh, it goes in through my mind, like, should I stop? Because he was definitely my, uh, teammate. You know, we were together every time. Yeah. And, uh, but we decided to con- to continue. And, uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, and, and I think it was the, 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 the good choice. <music> They, they, they were the most friendly people, you mm-hmm. know, like they were, you put media or Philippe in a room and everybody will love them, mm-hmm. you know, because they were spreading uh, good vibes, uh, putting smiles. It wasn't uh, uh, no, uh, you know, crazy ego guys or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. people uh, taking uh, attention and being uh, stupid. They were like shining. They mm-hmm. were they were shining and, um, and I think they, they touched all the people that met us. And, uh, and again, for Medi and with Australia, we, we, we had something people loved him, you know, in uh, every time we were coming to, uh, to Australia. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, so that, that's crazy. But, uh, again, the love of the people, uh, we receive, uh, makes us go through all this and the story has to continue. And, uh, and I hope we will have, uh, more, uh, chapter to write and, uh, Yeah, um, uh, now uh, I I am on a mission. I am on a mission for your distraction.
0: Ed Banger carried the French touch torch that was lit by artists like Daft Punk in the 90s and set it ablaze in the 2000s. Electronic music owes a huge debt to the fearless French label and the cool-as-heck artists on its roster. The J-Files is a double-J podcast. Make sure you like, follow and share. Our producer is Gab Burke with production support from Sam Wicks and Phoebe Bennett. Theme music is by Art Versus Science. You can check out Double J anytime on the Triple J app or at doublej.net.au. I'm Kaz Tran. Thanks for listening.